Jeff here. Thanks for listening. Go to playvolutionhq.com slash ccbag or click the link in the show notes for the show's archives, ways to connect, ways to support the show, information about happy hour, and more. Johnson and coming to you from upstairs studio in the snuggery along the Gulf of Mexico with me, Brett. How you doing, Brett? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I've got a lot of stuff I want to talk to you about, but first I got to hear how is, how is baby Ivy doing? You've been momming for a couple months now, right? Uh, She'll be two months in a few days. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, yeah, you're yeah. going to stick with it. What's, what's, yeah, what's it's pretty fun. Yeah. I enjoy it at least. Maybe it's, maybe I'm just crazy, but <laughs> no, like we just like hang out and stare at each other most of the time right now. Um, that, but, just, that sounds delightful. It's so fun. And we like, like she smiles now, which is fun. And um, she can roll from belly to back sometimes if she feels up for it. Um, yeah. Wow. I, I have a hard time with that now. I, I got to really feel <laughs> yeah, up for I'm it not too. doing it with her. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's starting to get like, she's starting to turn into like a human. Tiny bit, a tiny bit. Yeah. Tiny bit human. Yeah. Um, so how's it, how's it been for you? You sleeping, you eating, you taking care of yourself or is it, is it all Ivy all the time? It's a lot of Ivy, but luckily Brent, cause he works from home, he's able to feed me. So when he makes himself a plate, he just makes me a plate of food. There was one morning where like I woke up and I, he had clearly handed me the plate and I took it and then I just fell right back asleep. Um, so <laughs> It was like breakfast in bed, but like unexpectedly. Um, yeah. Um, so, so you're, you're, you're feeding the baby and he's, he's, is he like mama birding stuff for you? Is he like chewing it for you or anything? <laughs> no, or he would be so have you, have you managed chewing yourself? I can, I can do most of the chewing, although I don't really care for like bread with a lot of crust. Like, I don't mind if it's a soft crust, but I don't like a crunchy crust. So I just avoid those. Really? I just made some bread and it's got kind of a crunchy crust. Um, and I, I, I was up early to finish some bread. I started making this bread a couple of days ago. It had to, had to r- rise in the refrigerator for like over 18 hours. Really? And, we're starting and... to get into bread making too. I mean, we're like three years late on this, like this phase that everybody's been in. But... Oh, is it a thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a huge thing that everybody started bread making during COVID and we just never got into it. But since Brent has had to pick up so much slack in the kitchen where normally I did all the cooking, now he suddenly loves cooking and is like researching all this stuff and making bread and like it's like fascinated by spices and salt where before he'd be like, you just need a little black pepper. Um, So, (laughs) yeah. I... I, I, my, my man crush on him grows every time we record. Um, so what's his, what's his go-to salt? Is he, is he getting into the uh, Himalayan pink salt? Is he like a fine or a coarse ground salt or what's uh 
Right now, we haven't, like, purchased the plethora of salts. I said, I think we should, and he immediately agreed, where normally <laughs> he would not. <laughs> um, so he immediately agreed, yes, let's get all the salts. Um, but we've just been using, like, the coarse salt in the little grinder. Yeah, Like, yeah. He, he noticed, because he's watching all these chef videos now, that they have a little pot of salt they pinch from, and he feels that we should get something like that. I would... I was thinking the same thing yesterday because, uh, okay, I didn't know we were going to get into this big topic about salt, but <laughs> yeah. Um, so last week, a week and a half, two weeks ago, I mm -hmm. decided we needed. You know how some restaurants have salt and pepper shakers that are that are like beer bottles. They got the little salt and shaker tops on them. Have you been to one of those restaurants? I haven't, usually, but I can picture it. Yeah, so it's usually a Corona based kind of bottle, yeah. and it's that type of restaurant. And I thought that is a very beachy kind of salt yeah. and pepper shaker that we should have. And and so I ordered. I found on Amazon. I found the little caps are like six of them for five bucks and so so it wasn't gonna break Easy. the break the bank here at the snuggery and uh then i had to go pick up a six pack of beer but i want a nice beachy beer right um so i i found uh i found a kona kona is it kona yeah kona yeah. Is it yeah and but it's also got kind of a, a teal blue label which it is does. Tasha's favorite them. color yeah and so, oh, perfect. so that's our that's our beachy salt and pepper shaker but but up until but. now, when I needed salt for something I was I was doing, I needed quantities of salt. I would just take the lid off of the salt shaker and I oh. would get my measuring spoon and, and grab what I needed and put the salt shaker lid back on. Does that make a mess for you? Like my mm -hmm. salt shaker, when I would do that, it would get all these little granules of salt around like the rim in the threading and then just spill salt everywhere. Ah, the pepper shaker does that, but the salt okay. shaker doesn't. I don't know. They're both stolen from restaurants. So I, I oh my god, I, yeah. Um, Sorry. Oh, apparently they weren't. Um, Tasha oh. says only one. Good only money one on was, yeah. <laughs> only one was stolen from a restaurant. Um, anyway, they don't match. What, does that huh? bother no. you that they don't match? Doesn't bother me at all. No, oh I I like not matching. The fact that Tasha doesn't care that they don't match that that makes me that endears her to me but anyway when i put salt in the for you can't get a measuring spoon down no. in the, uh, the neck of the beer bottle but also i decided hey gets humid down here at the beach sometimes never haven't done this with the other salt shaker yet but since we're starting fresh i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna put some uh some grains of rice in there to to get the moisture uh, yeah. so it doesn't do the sticky thing mm -hmm. right and so the other day I went to do my, and I, then I, all of my salt went into this big old fucking beer bottle and, and then I didn't have any backup salt in the cabinet. So I started it's making my salt. bread the other day. Oh my. Oh, and I needed salt, but then I had to pour it out of the beer bottle, but then there were grains of rice in it. <laughs> and so I had to pick through them and get as many of them as I could out. And then I got bored with that and decided, I don't care if there's a couple grains of rice in my bread, they'll probably moistenify i don't know go to some... i don't so know far, well, so far the bread so, so far there's been no no sign of rice in the bread yet okay um, so that's when i started thinking i need a little a little pinch pot of salt yeah too. yeah you need to yeah explore so, the world so is he salt. is he is he hunting on amazon for for the ideal one or or is he, he gonna thinking about manufacturing something out of a pine cone or um no i think we'll probably buy one um he yeah well 
and because he's into like all these like chef videos online he's he loves to do the mise en place where you measure all your ingredients and have them ready to go before you start cooking so he uses what Oh, I was going to ask: Is he is he measuring things? Oh, is he is he is he, is he got a scale out? He's measuring things by we weight. We do have he... a scale. Um, he hasn't gotten into that. It's mostly just measuring right now. Um, but he uses like every tiny bowl or cup in the house. So I wonder if one of those could maybe become the salt cup bowl. I, I think you need a dedicated salt cellar or whatever. I kind of think. We do I think too, so too. But yeah. Oh yeah. uh, well, you you did such a good job for me on the the bear clawy things. Um, yeah. I I need to know what you decide on, so so I don't have to go go searching for my own. <laughs> for um, yeah, that I can. They don't they don't know what the cool people are doing. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know that we're the cool people, but yeah. Yeah, sure, sure you are. So there's there's six minutes of salt talk that uh, nobody was expecting that I found delightful. Thank you for That's that. Fun, yeah. Um. So. I saw something on the beach the other day I want to talk about, mm -hmm. but first I got to, I got to get your take on this thing, whether I was, I was, I did something that was really, really, really funny or slightly inappropriate <laughs> or evil. Okay. I'm excited. So I'm on, I'm on the phone the other day. I don't like to be on the phone, but I'm on the mm -hmm. phone with, uh, with tech support for my, my internet service provider. Cause I'm unhappy with my, my bandwidth, my, I don't think I'm getting the speed I'm paying for. And so got this tech on the phone, seems like a real nice guy and we're working through things. And, and I waited for like one ring for tech to pick up and it was a real person. And, and so it's going great. And he's yeah. like, okay, I got to check some stuff out. I'll, I'll be here if you need me, but uh, got some clicking around to do. And I'm like, okay. And so I'm sitting here trying to be patient, waiting for him. Mm -hmm. standing right where I'm standing now because I got to have the, the website up and everything. And Tasha's sitting over at the dining room table where she is right now. And she's she's reading on her Kindle. And, and then it's all really quiet and everything. And I'm getting bored. And so I said to the guy, I said, hey, you know, I bandwidth really doesn't matter to me a lot. But, but my wife, she downloads hellacious amounts of porn and and she's got to have it in high d and she needs to stream it and uh and so she's keeping her happy is the real reason that i'm <laughs> i'm making this call and then there's there's silence yeah silence from tasha <laughs> silence on the phone and I loved it because I was the only one in that moment of the three of us who wasn't at all uncomfortable. Um, yeah. And I look at Tasha and her mouth is open and she's looking at me like, why the fuck did I marry this guy? <laughs> and the, the nothing on the, on the phone, it's just dead silence. And I'm like, uh, Hey guy, you, you there? Mm-hmm. Was he and there? Still he a little bit there. more silence. Yeah. And then he says, um, yeah. And, <laughs> and then I burst out laughing and apologized and told him I was just joking. And I could, I could hear him oh, exhale. And he's like, dude, that's the funniest thing ever. I thought you were serious and I didn't know what to say. And I always know what to say when customers throw stuff at me, but that's <laughs> nobody's ever thrown anything at me like that before. And that's hilarious. And I, 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 um, and then, but Tasha, she's, she's staring laser beams at me right now. 
Um, so funny, inappropriate, or evil? Brett, you're the decider. I think funny, but I think if your wife thinks it was inappropriate, you should respect that. I um, don't think she thinks it's that inappropriate because she told one of her one of her girlfriends about it, and the friend was like, "You should have yelled, um, damn it, it's buffering again." Um, <laughs> So the dude would have heard that. That would have made it extra hilarious. So um Yeah, yeah. well, because like ultimately you don't even know what this guy's face looks like. So what if he thinks that your wife, who he does not know, watches a lot of porn? It's just a good story for him to tell his other tech support buddies later. Yeah, that's, a- that's well, see, that's what that, and that's what he that's what he said too. And and so my whole thing is everybody got a story to tell. Um, yeah. So I think that that works out pretty good. And and the, I, I also told him, you know, I was just joking. I, she might down. I mean, she might be watching a lot of porn. I, know, yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't track her Internet use. But yeah. um, so. The, <laughs> <laughs> so, so that happened. I think um, it's funny. I that's but just like a, it's just a good husband joke, right? I guess so. Yeah. No, like my family, like our love language is to just like shit on each other. So like anything that's like mildly embarrassing or like a little bit rude is like just showing love <laughs> in the world I grew up in. So I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad I'm not evil. Yeah. Um, and like a little bit of like public day, speak- embarrassment. Yeah. 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 Speaking of love languages, read an article the other day. It's bullshit. A lot of bullshit and that whole love languages thing. Um, not a lot of replicated science with that. So talking shit about language. each other isn't a love language. Um, no, lo- I mean, it no, may just- indeed be love languages are, <laughs> are not love languages, but um, there's that. Um, so we got that. Uh, the stick thing. Uh, who knows? Um, I found a great stick on the beach the other day. And I, I have thoughts. Stick. I got to tell you the story, though, because I really want to get your take on this. And we should actually yeah. talk about some early childhood thing. So yeah. I'm I'm walk, walking the beach a couple of days ago and it's like 55 degrees and windy out. Okay. And so there are there are beach invaders. Um, I've been categorizing the people that show up on the beach and I, okay. I, I, I've been. But there are like the regulars, but then there are randos that show up every once in a while so this is these are these are randos it's a mom and 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 three kids little one is probably under two and mm-hmm. there's a set of twins that are probably three and a half or four mm-hmm. and it's kind of 55 is cold here so mom has got her her beach chair and a blanket and she's sitting there close to there's the parking area and then there's a stretch of beach and then there's the gulf of mexico and she's sitting up closer to the parking area away from the Mm -hmm. beach shivering under her blanket the little one is around her and the twins are not engaged with each other at all doing two completely different things one is at the shore and ankle deep and knee deep into the water and putting her head under and chasing waves and and all of this kind of stuff mm-hmm. the other one is fascinated with the sand the uh the beach reiki machine had been by the day before and then it had been rainy and windy so the sand is is pretty smooth a lot of not a lot of marks in the sand and so she is all about making marks in the sand so she is like hopping in the sand 
and making making hopping prints. And then she's down on all fours with her butt up in the air, walking along in the sand, making like she's a bear. Uh, yeah. She's a bear making those prints. And so, the, the I mean, look, twins, I'm, I'm not a geneticist, but twin if you're going to take if you're going to if you're going to look for humans that are really really close to genetically identical yeah you can't get a lot closer than twins, twins can you about it yeah I yeah think so. very 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 close you gotta the only way you get closer than that is is cloning and i don't right. think we're doing that yet no. um and yet and and socialized the same way what they both grown up in the same culture same same experiences they're wearing the exact same clothes um and yet they're interested in this moment and completely different things right yeah that got me thinking about curriculum and i mean people blather on in this podcast all the time about being child-led and letting children mm -hmm. direct and that happens once in a while but a lot of what goes on in early learning settings is adults trying to bend the kids to their will and to their yeah. lesson plans and all this kind of stuff. And and if these two identical twins can't be interested play. in the same yeah. thing at the same time, what are the chances that a group of eight or 10 or 12 preschoolers in a classroom are going to care about the lesson you've put together for them? I think the, it's pretty slim. <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but 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 still, so many programs push that on kids, and then when the kid who is non look half uh, half the kids that don't want to be involved in it are going to go along with it anyway because they. They are, they they're compliant and they want to keep, they like the teacher and they want to keep the teacher happy. They're going to be, there's going to be at least a kid or two that are going to be non-compliant and push back against doing this thing they don't mm -hmm. want to do because they'd rather be in the block area or, or climbing a tree or whatever. And then that kid gets labeled as the bad kid and mm -hmm. maybe what? 10% are going to actually be into the the thing, maybe? Maybe, and uh, there's just like, which ones are just really good at acting like they're into it because they feel like teachers need to like them sure. or they need to be pleasing adults, so they're able to play along with it. So how do you do, in in, in your program and programs, the programs yeah, you've worked in, how, how did you how how did you handle this did you you just have lots of options and um yeah have lots of options lots of things to do and just yes and and they they all i mean none of the kids imploded from having too many choices never i've never seen that happen i mean sometimes you have like the observer or somebody who like like hey are you chill just like sitting here and watching or do you want to know what some of the options are around here and like sure. if you need help like entering this big block building i would love to help you enter into that play with those kids but just let me know if you want to do your own thing or if you want me to just fetch you a small set for yourself let me know 
Did, have you ever worked in a program that that didn't support that kind of freedom and trust? I did, but I was younger. I was like still like interning in college and stuff. Sure. And I think about it sometimes where it was one of those programs where um, I was mostly in the infant toddler room, which was just because the nature of infants and toddlers was a lot more open. Um, but then their preschool room, they did where they had, okay, this is who you're partnered with for the day. And here's our cycle of options, but they're not options because this is where you have to go. And to make it like not as like, I don't know, dictatorshipy. I'm going to ring this wind chime. And that's when you know you must transition to your next set of like small play options with this person you didn't choose to work with. And sometimes the teacher would intentionally, you know, put kids together who don't get along or something just to like test them or like, you know, put like the good friends far away from each other. And they spend the whole time just like staring at each other. Um, but I was too new to all of it at that time. It was just like, oh, this is different and it's not like i had the words yet to be able to advocate for sure. yeah. anything different plus my role as an intern was to be learning not to be like excuse me ma'am who yeah. like has i don't know like less training yeah. than i do but yeah, yeah. Exactly. um wind chime yeah she would hold up a wind chime and like brush her fingers through it and it was yeah meant to be you know like i think a a gentler transition so that they weren't startled <laughs> startled into doing this thing that they didn't want to do yeah um, and i'm like st stopping doing a thing that they didn't want to do so they can go do another thing that they probably don't exactly. want to do. exactly and yeah, i've used like the easy. bells and stuff for transition a little bit but i don't know i'd never told them that they needed to it was more like we need to like this is our time that we go outside so that means we mm -hmm. need to start getting ready at this time but i would do like the five minute warning and then even while i'm walking over to the bell I'd be like i'm walking towards the bell now <laughs> so that they had that heads up that and like and when i ring it it means we're getting ready to go outside Oh, yeah, I you you mentioned separating the best friends. I I've seen that happen way too many. I don't times know what that is too... with teachers, where they feel like they need to separate the ones who like to be together when they're going to have deeper and more meaningful interactions with the materials, even if you keep them together. I mean, it's a it's a power thing, isn't it? Oh, totally. It's like, I can split you up. I mean, I had in my class two little girls that were super duper into each other. And it did get to a point where one of them was kind of needing a break from the friendship. Mm -hmm. But that came with conversations with the children and the parents and all this stuff. It wasn't me being like, girls, you need to stop playing together. And even when they were seeking a little bit of social separation, they still played together a lot. It was just we figured out some parameters between the two four-year-old friends of like, when she says she needs a break from you, we need to respect that kind of stuff. Yeah, because some people and can be over overbearing and exactly it's hard, it's hard and establishing this doesn't mean you're not friends because you want to play with other people. You can still be friends and do other stuff. You just yeah. don't need to be together all the time to remain friends. And that's so hard for like three and four year olds to get to. It sure. feels so black and white when you first figure out that friendship is a thing you can do. Yeah, yeah. And and I mean that being able to do the thing you're doing, whether it's something you chose for yourself or something that's been forced upon you, 
with people you feel comfortable with, that's, I mean, that's meeting that lower level Maslow stuff mm -hmm. for feeling safe and secure. And you take a, you take a kid and you, you separate them from the people they feel connected to as mm -hmm. humans. And then you want them to be learning and focused on whatever you want them focused on. And it's, it's kind of, kind of hard to, hard to make that happen. I don't, I don't get the thinking behind it. Yeah. And then I, like, I remember times even for me where it's like, I don't know, some classroom situation where, yeah, yeah, you're separated from your friend and then you spend your whole like time just like staring at that friend or like trying to interact with them in small ways. And then teachers act like you're the rude one for, for still wanting to be with your friend. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, adult adults don't like to be separated from their friends. I, I was just I, thinking that I've, I've done this in, 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 in-person trainings before where I've, I've threatened because people come in, like it's a, it's a conference and everybody's at the round banquet tables and everything. And they all sit with people they work with mostly because that's who they feel comfortable with. And I've threatened to, to take the friends and, and separate them, make them sit, sit with randos. And, and I feel, I feel people, I, you just see people tighten yep. up. Their shoulders get tight, and they're and mm -hmm. because the the idea of not of being around somebody they don't feel comfortable with that they don't know is is terrifying to to a a good number of people. Except and and then they have no problem doing it with kids. So I, right I, or like the numbering off and all of that stuff sure. to make it oh, random. Yeah. And then I remember I had one friend growing up who she intentionally, and I'm like, she was so smart. She would always move a few kids away from me once they started numbering off. And her and I always ended up in the same group. And I remember at the time, because we were always sitting next to each other, I was like, why did she do that? Like, why did she always move away? But then we always ended up in the same group. So she was able to play the system a little bit. But I like I that kid. I know. I know. Like, that was so clever of her because I would not have thought of that. Um but then I just think about like when I'm in a group with a bunch of people I don't know, like I get nervous and like shy and all that stuff. So then it's like I'm not going to be participating nearly as well as I could have if there was just one th person there I felt comfortable with. Yeah. Or, like, one good friend or something like that. Yeah. You're not going to engage as deeply with the materials or the concepts or whatever unless you feel comfortable with those around you. So you're kind of yeah. taking away from yeah yeah it's that, that relationship matters now that you're now that you're wearing a mom hat mm -hmm. um what how are you going to handle it if if little ivy finds herself in a in a program in the future where she's separated from her friends or forced into activities that she thinks are a waste of her time I don't know. That's where I struggle. <laughs> I don't know because I'm like, I, I feel like I, I'm pretty like strong in my volitions as an educator and I feel like I know a good bit and whatever. But like, how do you talk to people where it's like the hierarchy is different, you know? Yeah, you're like, not that, you're not I'm that intern in anymore. Parent, not as educator, you know, because when you're like fellow teacher can be like, hey, like, I feel like let's just try this because does it matter that much? You know, if you can phrase it as like co-teachers as like let's just try that I feel like is easier than the parent coming in as I don't care if they do this so let them do something different than the rest of the class because I've gotten that message from parents before too and it like it is challenging um and I, I don't know I'll have to think on that <laughs> so you haven't decided you're going to be the uh the troublemaker mom yet 
I don't, I might be, but like, oh, that's, I can also make them cookies. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> make them, make <laughs> them cookies to make and, then, and then you could letter them for, hey, quit being such a bitch to my kids. <laughs> right. Um, just letter B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that would, that would be, del I mean, I guess that would be a way of doing it. Um, I, I mean, also you might have to get really picky in the program that you, that she I know. Up well, in honest, we're leaning more towards like a homeschool kind of route and then just have people bring more kids to me would probably be our ideal. Because, oh, really? I mean, I married a libertarian. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like we, yeah, just do our uh, own thing as much as we can. Uh, because again, I am so opinionated. It would be so much more work. I feel like to need to fight a program that's already established and to just establish our own thing. I, oh, I hadn't heard <laughs> this thought before. I'm, I'm in love with this because, oh, well, okay. Well, there's going to be a problem because you're going to have to have two little salt cellar things um, mm. right there too. You're going to have to have the ones that the kids can use when they're helping, helping make lunch. And then you're going to have to have a separate one for, for adults that doesn't have, doesn't have dried snot in it and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. so you got to think ahead now and order two of them. Um, when you when you order that ah that sound i can't wait to hear how that unfolds that sounds delightful yeah and, we'll see what happens but that and i mean it, it 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 would come with its own stresses but it would cut a lot of them out of your lives huh exactly yeah yeah there's i don't know where we we get to dictate it all for ourselves yeah. and we're responsible for our, our own shit yeah. i don't you, know you, 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 you can't said a couple blame times other and, people yeah. yeah yeah you gotta blame it's all on your shoulders yeah um you said a couple times over over the the course of our recording together that you married a libertarian what are you, you i am nothing <laughs> I, I just take in the information around me and yeah i mean what i said so my first time meeting my husband's parents his dad um was we were we were what 19 and like so you're a republican or a democrat and i said i don't think i know enough about either party to dedicate myself in one way and so and he said he was very impressed with that oh yeah. okay yeah. So you're, you're you're libertarian adjacent yeah um yeah that's a good place to be um so i either we can either have a little bit of uh of stick talk or i've got a a devastating news story I saw the other day that I didn't see. I have it. Uh, it 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 was distressing. Um, which one oh. do you want to talk about? Let's go with the stick. I don't know. I I worry about the devastating story. I'm fascinated. It's... I really want to know. Every nosy part of me wants to know, but I feel like the stick is going to be a little more fun. That's probably a, a good choice. So walking on the beach a, a couple days ago, Gigi found a stick. Gigi's mm. Gigi's the dog for listeners that don't know that. Um, and she she's usually ambivalent to sticks. Mm. I'll find a nice stick and say, hey, Gigi, here's a stick. And then I'll throw it because she acted excited about it. And then she'll be like, eh, mm -hmm. because she's apparently a libertarian 
too. She's a free thinker too. And she's like, I like the idea of sticks being thrown, but don't think I'm going to be your, your, your stick retriever. Um, but she found the stick. She was really excited by it. Must've smelt good or anything. It was probably about three and a half foot long and she picked Big it up stick. and she's shaking it, shaking it around uh-huh. and all happy with it. But she's got like, like one end in her mouth. And so it's basically like a lightsaber and, and she's trying really to, she's coming out. close to me. Like, like she wants me to know how excited she is and I'm trying to avoid getting whacked with the stick. And then she'll, she'll pause because she wants me to grab a hold of the other end so we can play, we can play tug of war. And so she pauses long enough and lets me get a grip on it. And then she pulls and then the stick breaks and she chews on it. And so she's, she's found this stick that she really, really loves. The next day we played with a, a fragment a little bit more and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that was her stick experience. And then, and then yesterday we're walking along and I found a stick that I liked. Ooh. Oh, and it was, it was about five foot long and probably, probably about three quarters of an inch diameter, its whole length, but it's no bark left on it. It's all, it's all nice and smooth because it's been, it's been floating around the ocean forever and it's got a nice little bend in it. And so Mm -hmm. I use it for a, for a walking stick for the, for the last couple of miles of our walk and end up bringing it home with me. And it's just a, it's a nice, it's a nice stick. I like it because it, you know, some sticks you find, they got a little bit of a branch sticking out and it's not quite a straight stick. And so, so it's a, it's a really, really good stick. And I was wondering what, if, if everybody had their own, what, what, what people's preferences for an ideal stick would be. Um, any, I don't know. any stick preferences, Brett? I, I'm like thinking of different students I've had and how they clearly had preferences. Like I had one little boy and it was just like, whatever was the biggest stick he could carry was the stick he wanted you know and then another child who somehow no matter what stick he picked up it suddenly looked just like a gun yeah and like it could be big it could be small but you knew once it was in his hands what it was um, I also like finding sticks that that look like it could be either a pistol or if you find a if you find a stick that's got the bent back end and then that little branch there that it could be a machine exactly. gun. Yeah. Oh man, that's a that's a good stick too. Yeah. Um, no, that was the child who like officially with like the other because I had been listening to you guys and I was like getting more open to gunplay and all this stuff and then I was working with a co-teacher and it was because it was like there there was no stopping him I remember I asked my co-teacher I was like what if we just stop saying no and just see what happens <laughs> and that is it was because of that little boy because we're just trying to go on a nature walk and getting shot up the whole time so might as well just roll with it did um, did, did you try it and did it work Oh, it worked great. Yeah, I I mean, I really enjoyed just diving into like the rough and tumble violent play stuff and all the power. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it, it's it, and that kid probably hasn't grown up and actually shot anybody. Probably not that I've heard. He did move away. Um, um, but yeah, and it was just lots of conversations with the parents and explaining it. And like some parents continued to not love it. Um, but like, you know, presenting research and explaining it's a power thing. It's not based in reality and all this kind yeah. of stuff. And yeah, doing our best and showing them like everybody's okay. See, yeah. 
Yeah, everybody's still got most of their eyes, and yeah, it's not, nobody's nobody's bleeding from the head too much. And, you know, yeah, it's not, but it's not I don't know what my perfect stick would be. I feel like I would like something kind of swishy that I could pretend is a magic wand. That'd probably be like more on the like shorter side, like about a foot, give or take. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and more straight. Uh -huh. I could take some lumps, but yeah, I wouldn't want like branches. Yeah, I, well, that's the thing. A nice, a nice, a nice lump where a branch used to be, or where mm -hmm. where something got pruned. That kind of where it gets kind of smooth. Those are those are kind of cool. Those give a stick uh, some personality. But that that little pokey bit where a branch was that makes that makes stick play kind of challenging sometimes. Yeah. Um, I I also like this the stick I found because it was I I, I got to it was good for writing in the uh, writing in oh, the sand. Oh, that's always so, fun. Yeah. So yeah. We were we were we were meeting Tasha on the beach, and so I I, I wrote some I wrote some hearts and mm. and and J plus T things in the sand, so she would see oh, them and, and think that I liked her. So um, just in case, because, because I'm I'm really a romantic at heart. Um, your love language is sand writing yeah 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 sure sure that's what it is um yeah so i'm gonna if i if i'm gonna try to remember and check in with uh with some of the others and find out what their what their stick situation is i think it's yeah uh, uh yeah and then somebody should do some some research and and kind of kind of because look there must be there must be some tie to the kind of stick you would choose to play with and your, your personality, right? That, I mean, I would think it could, so. It yeah. Could be just random, right. It's, there's gotta be some, yeah. some, some subconscious thing in there probably, huh? Can you, yeah. Relate it to like the different like kinds of play or something. Yeah. 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 You're, you're, which ones you're gravitated towards plus which stick you tend to like, Oh, it'd be a really cool Venn diagram. Yeah. You were. <laughs> If you like this kind of stick, you weren't hugged enough as a child or something. <laughs> yeah. Or the way it goes. Um, what kind of uh, what kind of stick you think uh, um, uh, Ivy would would like? Oh, I don't know. She's she's strong, so I feel like she wouldn't mind a big stick. Um, she can't really use her hands yet, <laughs> so. Uh... <laughs> So maybe like something she could lay on. Okay. <laughs> like, she's a log. She, yeah. Like she would become the bump on the log. Yeah. So what else is what else is she doing? Is she making any making any good noises? Uh aside she from does smiling, do, she do um like zombie cool noises. Like what, what? <laughs> Like, oh, and so really? friends and I were joking last night because we were like, instead of brains, she would go boobs, <laughs> boobs. <laughs> well, yeah, that's probably what a baby zombie. I hadn't thought about baby. Yeah, I hadn't thought about baby zombies, but that would probably be that, that oh, tracks. At a previous job, I got in big trouble for a baby zombie event. Um <laughs> Okay. do you want to know the story okay uh, well, i can make it quick um you, so you need to be quick if you oh, you can't leave something like that hanging we were on the playground and a little girl you know like i'm just monitoring play and a little girl runs up to me she's like brett brett my baby my baby's died and i'm like oh no can you show me your baby and then she goes to show me her baby her baby another child was gone and we we're like oh my god zombie baby on the loose 
<laughs> it was like was what <laughs> the idea and then uh, it just became a chase game of like the girl who was the dead baby became a zombie baby and chased the other children and they just ran and screamed and had fun with it um and i let the parents know at pickup you might hear a little bit about zombie babies but if you watch the game they're playing chase and just calling it that and then I ended up getting an email from admin that that was inappropriate and all this shit. Um, people, like children were saying they were uncomfortable with the game. No, it was just bullshit. Children were saying that? No, no. Or like, I don't know. And they were like, I don't even know. Or like the admin people, like how zombies could come up with such young children. Like, I was like, there's literally a Disney movie about, like series of <laughs> Disney movies about zombies right now. So maybe that i have no clue like it's not that big a deal and if you watch the game it was chase and it then was, it was yeah. just that the little girl who was chasing didn't want to chase but then it like like when she was done chasing but didn't uh -huh. say anything to us just told her mom at home that she was done but they kept asking her to keep chasing um yeah oh, but peer pressure people jumped on the word zombie baby and decided that's what made it wrong um uh but it was so child-led and silly and fun and like yeah it's like zombie babies sure yeah she I wasn't mean, even I acting up... like a zombie like she wasn't looking for brains she wasn't being violent just chasing her friends oh i i do a whole training called zombie vampire veterinarian mom so we had these two girls for i mean one of their favorite things was playing zombie vampire veterinarian moms and they would they would set up a restaurant and and eat brains and order order blood oh, to drink so and yeah, it was, it was delightful. Um, that's what that's what child led looks like. It looks like yeah. twins doing their own thing on the beach, or or preschoolers eating eating imaginary brains, and and just like weapons play, that stick they might use it as a gun, but it's not really a gun. And that and they that know that too. That pretends, yeah, that pretend <laughs> zombie might be eating brains, but it's not really brains. There's no real brains. It's yeah. play. Yeah, look. Look, listeners, if you've got children eating actual brains on your playground, um, that's probably something you need to look into. Uh, but if you know for a fact <laughs> that they're eating pretend brains made in the mud kitchen or or imaginary brains uh, of, of any sort, probably just play. Probably. Probably, probably just, just play. play. Probably just play. Um, anything else we should touch on before we wrap this up? Oh, so I've been seeing it. I didn't come up with this Would You Rather, but I've been hearing it. Um, it's from the show New Girl. If you've ever seen New Girl, it's delightful. Um, so the who's character... Who's in New Girl? New Girl is the show. I know, but who's who's in it? Who's It, it has it? Zoe Deschanel and um, oh, Jake like Johnson. Um, okay, I think I, I think I might have seen some episodes of that. Yeah, um, so just because, the character... Because because her eyes uh, are she does have beautiful eyes yeah yes okay so What's the, the character nick has met this like older asian gentleman who doesn't speak and then nick just has this like conversation with him but the guy never says anything back so nick is just like kind of completing it in his head and one of the things he asks the guy is he says would you rather be covered in feathers or fish scales question Yes. Are these just feathers or fish scales from an outside source that I've been covered in? Or are these my own feathers or fish scales? In my mind, they're your own. 
Okay. Um, I got to go fish scales. Okay. Because I think it would be more, more, more fun at the beach. I, I look, there's a, we got a lot of fun shorebirds, but I think I'd rather have the scales. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I feel like for my climate, it would make more sense for me to have feathers. Yeah, you could just you flush, especially with a baby. Warm. You could just it yeah. would be so cuddly. Yeah, yeah. yeah make could, my own yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You make a make a make a pillow of your <laughs> my own feather. That would be perfect for transitioning. You know, when they're like, leave something that smells like you for baby. Is yeah, pillow made of my own pet feathers. Well, I mean, if you uh, the fish, the fish scales would probably have a. A scent to them too but that might not be yeah that's other a, people might not care for that as much yeah that's a that's a good one um also about three o'clock this morning i was i was working on my on my ipad i turned on the uh the spot if i listen to some uh some amy wine winehouse and i i miss amy winehouse i really i know it's sad i didn't get into didn't listen i never was aware of her when until she, after she was dead and i only I knew her really, popular songs but i really like valerie yeah. Oh man, I like her. She does. I mean, her 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 own stuff, and then all the covers she did of the mm -hmm. older stuff. Um, wish wish Amy Winehouse was around, still making music. She had a a great voice. Um, that this has been a weird episode. We talked salt about salt. We Amy talked about Winehouse. Amy Winehouse. And we talked about <laughs> sticks, um, feathers, scales. I mean, this is your full service podcast you didn't get that uh that tragic oh horrifying news story maybe we'll get to that in another episode maybe. this here has been the child care bar and girl podcast the world's longest running and most prolific early learning podcast that wonders if you would rather have feathers or scales thanks for listening back soon bye-bye bye-bye so in kansas city mm -hmm. woman um uh uh Police show up at her house and uh, baby one month old is. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.